You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that, and the art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. Here's the truth. When you bring your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast in our online classes at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the acting podcast from the BGB studio. We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB Studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to bramangarciabraun.com slash classes, or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2 of The Acting Podcast. This episode was recorded earlier in the year, pre-COVID, and we're excited to finally share it with you. We find the conversation in this episode to be relevant, vital, and inspiring, now, in fact, more than ever. Keep listening and enjoy. Today, we are thrilled to welcome to the acting podcast acclaimed casting director, Mary Vernu. Mary started her casting career working with me a few decades ago, first on The Doors with Oliver Stone, and since then, she's built a huge casting business, one in which she honors and supports filmmakers, new and established, a hallmark of the kind of deeply collaborative work Mary and her Betty May team are known for. Mary has cast over 300 features and several TV shows during her career, including recently Dolomite Is My Name and Knives Out and I, Tanya, Black Swan, and the list goes on and on and on, and the TV show Euphoria, a personal favorite. With an eye for talent in both actors and filmmakers, Mary has developed and enjoys long-standing working relationships with many acclaimed directors, such as Darren Aronofsky, David Ayer, David O. Russell, Robert Rodriguez, and Brian Johnson. In 2013, Mary won an Ardios Award for the casting of Silver Linings Playbook and was nominated for two more Ardios Awards last year for A Star is Born and Deadpool 2. 
In addition to her casting work, Mary has also recently ventured into producing for such films as Trust Me, Come See Me, and Spare Room. And Mary's company, Betty May, is named in loving homage to her mother and grandmother. Hi, everybody. We are here with the great Mary Vernou. I'm going to get emotional. So get ready for that. Oh, then I will, too. <laughs> okay. See, will you get emotional? I'll keep it together for the both of us. Thank okay. you. Um, so Mary and I have known each other for decades. And uh, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And uh, you have graced our space here at BGB by coming from Venice to North Hollywood. I'm so happy to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so thank you for being here. And let's just dive in, shall we? I want to know how it started. <laughs> I want to know the first. I want to know that first moment, that that meeting between the two. I remember that first moment. Too. I remember that first moment. What was that moment well, for you? I remember. What I remember is that being at the O'Neill and Bruce McVitie. Yeah. It's like you need to meet this amazing woman. Um, cause I was very unhappy working in the agency world and I came to meet you over at the Carsey Warner lot at Radford yeah. at Radford. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I like the way you called the Carsey Warner lot. That's what, right. That's what it, that's what it felt, felt like. like. Yeah, yes. Yeah. On grand. You were yeah. doing grand. Yeah. Um, and it was just all such a whole new world to me. I was, you know, and, and I was so excited to be able to do something different and creative and, it was an amazing... And what was the first thing? So, so when you came and did that, I remember you were sitting on this gray couch and you were wearing a flower dress and you seemed so young and innocent. But because Bruce said, you have to meet this person, I listened. <laughs> so he says hello. I just texted oh, with him this morning. Bruce says, hey. Tell him, tell him I say he's hello. He's acting again. I know. I yeah. want to get him. I want, I'm like trying to figure something out. Yeah, he's doing really great something. work. He's good. Yeah, he was good. in When They See Us. He was oh. one of the cops. Oh, that's I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I need, he's really I need good to watch it. that. That's so funny. for those of you listening, Bruce McVitie is an old mutual friend of ours, and he left acting to become a nurse. And then he came back. And acting. then he came back because it was his passion. And <laughs> yeah, he had it. Yeah, and yeah. So it was his true calling. So the first thing that we worked on together was The Doors. Oh, okay. As, as I was the casting assistant. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. a wild thing. That was a crazy entrance. That into, was a crazy entrance. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember about that? I just remember it being like, is this really a job? <laughs> like looking for, you know, because we were really trying to see if there, that we could find anybody who there was like a discovery yeah. to play, you know, for Jim Morrison. And so it was just this kind of like, I was like, you're looking for, like what? It just seemed like a dream to yeah. do that. And yeah. um, Do you remember Brad Pitt's audition? I don't remember Brad. I remember Keanu's audition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Val's audition. I don't remember Brad's well, audition. Well, Val did a self-tape. Yeah, he did a self-tape and, and it sent it in. Then. And he <laughs> fixed his teeth, right? Remember, yeah, didn't he change, yeah. like, his teeth? And then he did this, got a whole band together, and he just reenacted everything in everything. the leather pants. And, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. I do remember that. And yeah. I remember the open call at Fairfax High. Yeah. Um, but what I really remember about those days were just learning so much from you, because I learned everything that I know from you. Wow. Like what? Like, like <laughs> everything, like about acting and an active, what actor, what the craft of acting is and how mm. to love actors and that what they do is, is, is a hard thing and that you have to have some, you know, compassion for them and, and, and love them for who they are and what they, what they bring, you know, and to give them support, you know, cause I think that they don't get enough of that. And so I think that that's, you know, one of the main things that you taught me because you've always loved actors and, yeah. and always, you know, have had that heart for them. Um, which I'm not sure that everybody, they don't think they get that everywhere where they go. That's what I hear. 
But you feel like you you and your team bring that into the work that you do? Yeah, we now? really, really try. I yeah. mean, our office is... <laughs> Like we have, we had a feng shui, it's very feng shui and it has crystals everywhere. And we oh. really try to ground the space so that when they come in, it's a calm place for them. You know, we try to keep it, we try to be as warm and, you know, it's rough. It's a rough, auditioning is rough. It's like interviewing for a job every day. It's yeah. a hard thing. And what's that balance for you between, on the one hand, let's create a space in which they can thrive because it's good for everybody. On the other hand, know your shit and show up and do your job. I leave that to them. If they don't show, if they don't show up and know their shit, then they're not going to get the job. Right. And they, and you know, and I would think that if you're coming into an office that does a lot of different things, that it would be important to always be have be in good form because then you're, that's how you're going to bring them back again. Sure. Um, but I do believe that everyone has a bad day, mm-hmm. and so I always try to tell all my staff, I'm like, you know, if you judged people by their last audition, you wouldn't have anybody to read. People have bad days, <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. people grow and they change, you know, they, you know, one year they might be having a terrible year and then they, or they might have personal stuff going on and then they come back and they're like, and they're in it. They're like in their groove, you know, it's just, I think, I think people do change and grow and they learn and they become better actors the, the more work they put in. And so when you see that, when you see someone having a bad day or, you know, just going up on their audition, what's your investment in them to bring them back a second time or a third time? If they're right and I can tell that it's a bad day, you know, you'll get people that come in that aren't prepared and don't care. And then you're a little, then you're just like, don't waste my time. If you're, don't waste all of our times. Like, let's just don't waste your time, my time. But I do try to give people a shot. And especially if you're, you're like, they're so perfect. I wish they would, they would get it together. So then you'll bring them back just because they're right for the right, you know, for Mm -hmm. the role. So just going back to the early days here, so you, so you started an agent and you said, did you ever think even before then or before you walked into Reese's store that you wanted to be in casting? No, yeah. I didn't even really know what it was. Yeah. I was interning at what's now UTA. It was Bauer Benedict then. And then it turned, and then I went, when I was in college and then when I got out of college, I worked as an assistant and it was, it was not what I did not like it. It was, it was, it's a, that's a rough world. The agency world I think is a so very too. rough world. Yeah. They're, it's just, I, you know, I don't know how some of them do it. I think it's very, very hard. And so I was really unhappy. And I went to the O'Neill. My sister was running the O'Neill. And I went there for a summer. And it was the, I had the best time. And it was like I got to be in guest relations working with all the actors. <laughs> and so I, I thought, wow, you know. And, and so he told me about this job. And I was like, this, that sounds really great. And I really loved it. And I really, um, I just fell in love with casting. You know. so, so what? And this is really important because obviously you've done this since for decades and at this incredible level. What about especially that experience, which I imagine was really intense? I'm guessing. Uh, what about that made you go, "Oh my God, that forever! Let's do that." I just love. I just loved it. I loved every part of it because mm-hmm. it was because it was creative, but it was also business oriented. So you know, and you taught me how to make deals and how to you know talk to the agents. Like I mean, that was I, the yeah, other part. Yeah, you know, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, learning yeah. how to manage the agents because yeah, yeah. you have to learn how to do that and in a way where they feel supported. Oh my God! How do you manage an agent? This is great. <laughs> you you support them. Huh. You try to make them feel supported and and come from a different place as everybody's just trying to do their job and. You know, agents are a special 
being, <laughs> you know, like it's Say all more about that. It's, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. Like, I think what they do is really, really hard. And I think they're always waiting for someone to take the client and the client to be unhappy and anything that goes wrong in their, in the person's career is that their responsibility. If a movie doesn't perform, it's their fault. You know, every bit of it, every step of the way, it's a huge pressure. Yeah. And I think it's not, and it's like outside each agency competes with each other, but I think with also within the agency, each agency, particular, you know, they compete with each other internally. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not yeah. supported. Like, I feel like you're never safe as an agent. And that's so. That's interesting. Yeah, I get that. I struggle. Like, right this morning, I, I had a conversation with an agent who was pitching an actor so heavily. We've made an offer. It's for a guest part, but a very significant one in, the, in this pilot. And now they're negotiating at a ridiculous level. It's turned ridiculous. And so I just go to, hey, you know what? You guys wanted this. You got your client excited about this. Now you're being unreasonable. I don't know what to tell you. And I start, I realize I lose my compassion. I get yes. really impatient because suddenly the t you've turned a corner and now you're getting aggressive. And I just don't know. I just, I don't have the patience it's, for I don't that. have the patience for that either. It's because so, they try, because they push you so hard and you finally yeah. give them what they've asked for. Yeah, yeah. And then they act like you never have help, helped them. Like, and they. So what do you do? How do you manage that? You make them feel like you're going to move on. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. you just don't, like you kind of have yeah. to kind of fight back in the same, uh, use the same th ways they're you know, communicating and, and do, and go right back at them. I but mean, what I think, if you're invested yeah. in that actor, you really want that actor. And now you, you, now it's turned into some weird negotiation when the, the, the actor should be in the, in yeah. the project. I mean, I'll do everything all, which is also things that you taught me, which is I'll call the manager. I call everyone on the team. I'll call, I, you know, do everything I can to try and make them see sense. Yeah. Um, I think that when you put the pressure back on them in that way and make them feel like they're putting the job at risk, that hopefully they hear you. Mm -hmm. The good ones will hear you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they do, they they do, and you know, and like they have a tendency to overplay their hand. Yeah, we just said that was somebody who screwed a, an actor out of a job because of it. And then they came back crawling. How do we put Humpty yeah. Dumpty back together was the question. Right. They said, it's not too you late. You don't. Yeah, you yeah. Don't. But it you speaks don't. to the, the desperation, the deep, deep need, whether it's emotional just because their clients are looking at them saying, hey, you know, let's, let's make something happen, or their own financial need. And so it just dawns on me as you've used this word support both towards actors and agents, and, and I know you feel this way too, how do both of you, in the eye of all this deep desperation being thrown at you all the time, talking about this earlier, like, please help me, book me, like, make this happen for me. You're the gatekeepers or whatever that stuff they're throwing at you. How do you keep your shit together, maintain that generosity that you talked about, and, and keep coming back and doing this project after project? You go. <laughs> well, I don't, though. I'm, I don't do it as much as you do. I mean, you do hundreds of movies now you've done yeah. so much yeah and it's like how do you maintain that throughout all of that i i take breaks and you know do other a lot of other things so i don't because i don't know that i could have I, I don't know that i could do i know that i couldn't do what you do i think for me number one i have a great team i have great people around me that that support me 
So I can't support. Without them, I wouldn't be able to. They're all, you know, it's like Lindsey Graham and Michelle Wade Bird. They've been with me for, you know, 13, 14 years, and they're my team, and yeah. they, and they, they help. You know, they really do. They talk to, they talk to people, and they make sure that the agents feel taken care of. So it's not all on me. Yeah. Um, I also do other things. You know, I owned a restaurant for. 14 years so cool. um, which is so great because <laughs> that was my way of balancing out i don't it's understand a nice, what i was industry. thinking but, yeah. Um, Super chill. Like, yeah, yeah yeah you know it's easy <laughs> one of the easiest things to it's do it's so easy yeah. you know um, well, that's a long time to have a restaurant yeah that's amazing it's been i just you know i got four years ago i said okay it's enough and when i did <laughs> that i was like wow i don't even know i really don't know how i did it for all those years because it was it was it's the restaurant business is very stressful Oof. yeah but it was really fun yeah and it was like a different outlet you know it was like an outlet to be like i don't know like i got to like put the flowers on the table like <laughs> silly things yeah. you know, no, no, I know. make That's sure important. the bathrooms were good yeah. you know like things yeah. that like I had real control, control over, over. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah but other things like the health department you have no control over so you know there's like all the things in the restaurant business where you're um so I so I try to also make sure that I have other things in my life that's not all that's just not all this because it would I think drive you crazy otherwise. Yeah, and you and you you produce things and you're yeah. producing things. One of the things I love about what you're doing is that you you know going back to the sense of support and a family of people around you, which I think speaks to your own desire for that, which we can get to in a second, but is to nurture new and young filmmakers and to be willing to take risks on small projects. I mean, yeah. that's a big part of your of your you know, yes. your, your whole thing. I really do like to do small movies. I think that there's always, you know, it's so good to support, uh, you know, filmmakers that are just up and coming and um, have have a voice, you know, and they would never be able to have that voice if you didn't, if they didn't have somebody who was helping them. And I also think that in each, you know, every, it's so good to, to have the young filmmakers because you're going to find, you know, there'll be a great, you know, Darren Aronofsky or David, you know, those people will are, are emerging. So it's also really good to just always be in there. And I also think in independent film, the create there's much more creativity. Like you're allowed, like when you're not having to have a million voices, it's really can be a very creative experience. You talked about this a couple times too so far. This like the excitement about being in a creative place. Do you find that you still have that creative influence and creative joy out of the the multitude of bigger projects that you engage in? I do. There's room yeah, for it. Yeah, there's room for it, you know, especially when I mean sometimes it's sometimes you it doesn't feel like that and it's can be really, you know, you really want to run in the other direction, you know, you're like, "Wait, it's like, you know, if, but but when people are collaborating with you and they trust you and they trust your your taste and your your eye and they want to discover someone or they want to know like you know you're doing a big huge movie and you're about to cast like six people it's like what's the balance of those people you know from where they come from and who's up and coming and who's off a tv show and who does mostly movies and just so that it so the movie itself feels balanced you know it's you can offer that to some of the bigger projects, you know, and but there's always a lot of voices, so it's really just hoping that that they hear they hear what that is. And in that, so what's the most fun that you have casting? What's the most fun on a project, overall or on a specific one that you can think of? Well, I'm working with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt now on his TV show, and um, I'm having a lot is, of fun. Is that the musical? 
It has music in it. <laughs> um, it's not a musical all the way, though. But they're singing in it. There's one, there's one part of it where they're doing that. It's not mostly musical. It's mostly, right, right, it's mostly right. like, it's, 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 you know, Joe is starring and directing and writing in it. And it's just, he's such a, he's so talented and such a good, good guy, yeah. you know, really yeah, like yeah. a true, he's a true artist, but he's also a true, a true guy. Like yeah. he's a true man and he's, he takes care of everybody and he's really thinks about everyone. You know, he's not. Yeah. So what's the fun in that for you in the actual work of it, the actual process? Because I feel safe, so then I can then I can create. Because I know that he respects what I, you know, what I bring, and so I feel like I can actually be really creative and and offer ideas, because I really care. That's so interesting and makes me so happy that actors get to work with you and, and go through the audition process, which can be thankless. But with you, um, this notion of, of creating, a, you understand this notion of needing a safe space in order for you to be creative or vulnerable, sort of the same kind of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And the, yeah. You know, what I don't understand um, is when you engage in an audition process with anyone, be it a casting director, a showrunner, anybody who's running something, and they, they don't understand that on some level they're like they're they're it feels like they're working against an actor uh and so i love that you have that understanding both personally and uh and, and know that it's right for actors and agents you said too yeah and also what i what i hear and it, it it really speaks to me is the idea of feeling safe feeling heard feeling respected because it's crazy and this is for the audience listening to hear from someone at your level and with my experience and other people we've spoken to, that casting directors are not always heard and respected. That sometimes you're asked for a list and your opinion is not necessarily heard and respected. And we talk to actors all the time about being able to have the agency to create enough leadership to walk into a room or onto a set and have the freedom and authority to be as creative as possible. And I know that what can shut me down versus what can open me up. I'm working on a project now where people actually care about what I think. And I'm surprised, which is crazy. Oh, they really care about what I think. And then you invest more. So, right. yeah. Because you feel because you feel like you're gonna, your creative vision is going to be heard. Yeah. And you're collaborating. Yeah, and you, yeah. you'll get. And I, always, I do find, too, that the people that don't listen and that are are a little more closed off are, are either i feel like that they're that what that what their end product will be is not going to be as good because they're not open yeah i think it's really important to be open i think in life and everything you have to be open and be open to ideas and if some door you're like oh i should walk you know you should walk through the doors that come to you you know like mm. and i think when people just you know it's like i always say sometimes i'm like i'm you know they'll, they'll say well let me see who you're going to set up before you set them up and i'm like really sometimes and i'm like i'm not a secretary it's so ridiculous <laughs> like that's so yeah. frustrating like i just get that's one of my pet i'm like i'm not like you're going to preview and it's always the people who know the least or have the it's, big or the biggest or the biggest bruised egos the biggest yeah. egos yeah 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 and they're just operating in some there and that and therefore they're not creative is it just fear that they're showing up with is that it do you i think? don't know yeah. i mean sometimes sometimes you don't know you don't know why they act that way right. it's like or do you need to know you don't it's like you also need those usually boundaries. it's old wounds and <clears throat> various other things because even all those years we did with oliver stone as challenging as he was to deal with he always wanted what's your opinion who do you like don't waste my time other than people you love yeah and so you suddenly have permission go oh yeah 
I have some authority here. Yeah, authority and, not, and trust. And trust, yeah, which is, which is huge. But it seems like you find people, you attract people to... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very, I feel very um, grateful for the clients that I've had over the years that, you know, that, I wor- that I've worked with for so long. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's Robert Rodriguez and David O. Russell and Darren Aronofsky. And, you know, it's like, they're all, and, and I love that they, because to me, they're such artists. And so I love that I get to be in part of their process. Yeah, and partnership. And partnership, yeah. yeah. yeah What's yeah, frustrating yeah. to me as I'm hearing both of you speak is that, like, for instance, if the Academy had any sense, I'd be sitting with two Oscar winners here. Uh, and where is where are your thoughts? It might be controversial to some folks, but, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous that it's not the case, that there's not an award. All the same. Um, where are your thoughts on the casting director as a position, as a function, being respected in the industry? So perhaps not for two women of your stature who have been at it for a long time have a resume that speaks for itself. So the casting director coming up on some, you know, TV show. Uh, uh, as a, and as the technology changes too, and it seems to be more about volume and watching tapes, and does it have the respect that it should, or that it once had, or any of that? I think it's going to happen. I mean, I think that there'll be that day. The BAFTAs this year honored a casting director, and I think that that was a really big deal. And I think it's just a matter of time. Um, and as long, you know, when we before way back when, when we weren't unionize look how long that took you know it's just it's it's just it's a matter of time like I think it will happen and um it is frustrating it's kind of crazy but yeah it's like it's like a journey right like it's it's like the journey for the casting director of when that because when that day happens they'll they'll remember the days when we didn't get recognized you know i mean in the old age i just like how how do you watch silver linings playbook or i tanya or like jfk and go like oh my god what the like what is wrong with you people like how do these women not have oscars you know what it's it started with it's it's a pretty new field and if you watch the you know casting by documentary you'll understand that and so for a lot of people who have run the academy and that has changed drastically there are a lot of guys older guys who are now older white men who came from a world of casting directors or secretaries or assistants they you know and and it's the studios Right, who and the directors who cast the roles, and since everybody, I was talking to somebody about this recently. Everybody knows something about casting, like every department, every producer, every executive. They they don't know really about costumes, and they don't know about cinematography, and they don't know about writing, but they all know about casting. Everyone's got an opinion, and so casting directors, people don't even know what casting directors actually do, and so it became something where casting directors were considered, and they were a lot of women and you know, in, in support positions. And Juliet Taylor once said, you know, casting directors are shrinks and nurses and moms and sisters and daughters and, and <laughs> helpers exhausting. and all those things. And I thought when she said that, I thought, I don't want to be any of those things, <laughs> right. but, but I get it. And so all that happens. So it never was a position of authority and it's only starting to be, even though it happened very, we think about it, it happened very quickly when Marion Doherty started re- defining what casting dir- directing was yeah. and, and all that stuff. So I think Whereas that's from an actor's standpoint, it's, it's almost the epitome of yeah. authority. Yeah. Which it's, speaks, go yeah. ahead, please. It's very, it's very, I think it's very interesting. I think, um, and I think that for a long time that the directors didn't want to give up. You know, you would read in articles, oh, I found that kid in a mall. Like, 
Did you? <laughs> did you find him in a mall? Because yeah. I know you didn't. <laughs> you know, I think they wanted to still be That's able hilarious. to be the person over that, like the ta- like kind of putting the talent for their movie together, which is understandable because they put everything together for their movie. But I think it's just that like separation. And I thought this year on the Academy Awards, you know, David Rubin got up and that was that was something yeah, that had never happened before. Yeah. He got up and, and introduced. And was on stage. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is a casting director, and he's running the Academy. We'll see what happens yeah. because of that, and that there is a casting director branch. But it does speak to the need for uh, the industry to understand how important this work really is. And it's not a, it's not an afterthought, and it's not a, a support staff. It's actually a department right. and department head. <laughs> and it's just, just like cinematography, production design, costume design, and so forth. And whenever they offer that, they, whenever it's time for the sound mixing, uh, Academy Award, I always go to the bathroom or fast forward because like, why are those fuckers getting a, a, a trophy? It's I mean, important. they deserve it. Absolutely. Yes. Not why are they not getting yes, it? Because I have, yes, and, and not casting why are directors. We? Yeah. And so, but I think that also speaks to an undermining of this and a need to fight for a place at the table, which I don't think actors really understand. You know? Yeah, it's really, it is, we really do have to to fight for that. We're the only people that get credit in the main titles that don't. don't and it took a long time to get credit in the, in main, the main titles. titles. I remember yeah. fighting for those that credit years ago. So, and what are you seeing in, in the up and coming casting directors, people who are on your team, for instance, some of these young folks, their sense of what this is and where they can take it and where they want to go with it? I mean, I, I think that they, you know, the people that are on my, my team, I think that they. They're in a, in a space where there's a lot of work coming their way, and so I think that they, they, they have a unique position where they just get to, like, create and do the jobs, and they don't have to. Because, you know, one of the things about being a casting director is, you know, you're an independent contractor. You have to find a job every day of the week. You're always looking for a job, and, you know, movies fall apart every day. It's kind of a crazy thing, and especially right. now, you know, now with, you know, movies are you know it's you really have to be in the sort of the streaming platform business of you know it's it's changing so i think that i think that that's what's younger people who are coming up younger casting directors or people who are just starting out are are having to it's it's a little bit of a different business you know and you're right what you had said earlier about like you know people watching a lot of self tapes the self tape thing has become a really do you like it Sometimes. I mean, I, I like it when I'm in a rush and, and, I, and I need, you know. Are you to, often in a rush? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just it, right? Like, it's casting ink now to a certain extent. And can you get 13 people on your team to process as much stuff and the self-tape from Chile and, like, yeah. all of it? Yeah, like, you want to get, like, you know, you need something and you need, like, over the week, you're like, oh, can I have people self-tape on the weekend? You know, you can actually utilize the weekends. That's what I found with self-tapes. In general, I like to be in the room. And I think it's important to be in the room as much as you can. I think with self-tapes, you also, people have the opportunity to do everything exactly perfect. So you're getting this kind of interest. performance. So, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a performance. So you're not seeing what the other things that they may be doing in the spaces in between, and which I think that, is important. Do you want that process to be like we're in rehearsal in the audition? I just think when you're in an audition with somebody that you, you're able to, I believe that auditions are moments. 
that when someone comes in, you see moments of brilliance. You're like, this is like this. You see that moment when you're like, oh, wow, they're connected. That's like brilliant. I don't, I think if, if someone comes in and they do a perfect audition, I wonder if that's all you're ever going to get. Yeah. You know, and that to me, it's the moments rather than the whole thing. I mean, of course you want someone to be able to understand the scene from beginning to end and do the thing, but like. I don't know. Like, I think that to me, that's, it's like, cause I think when you're doing a movie or a TV show, it's all about editing the best performance together. So if you can sure. see those glimpses of that, that's what I look for. And I wonder the if what sparkly, you're talking about. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. In terms of actors, it, it feels to me like there has to be to, to achieve those moments, some sort of letting go, some sort of letting it breathe, being present, that sort of stuff, as opposed to canning something, crafting right. it brilliantly, and then opening it up and dumping it in the audition room. Right. Yeah. Like, each, yeah. Each moment, perfect. You know. And to know to... your lines so that you can play. <laughs> right. That too. You know, because it's like a lot of times, you know, sometimes you'll have an actor come in and they're like, they, they've got it planned exactly how you want to do it. And if you try to, hey, you know, that's one of the things. It's like, you should always be prepared to play. So, and that's an interesting thing also, because for our audience listening, a lot of people still, and we find that when people come to class, they believe, and I understand why you guys believe this, that um, you should have your audition performed, planned, and presented. And we, there's a different way to prepare. So you learn your words differently. You're, you're available to play. Those moments of discovery and brilliance can happen. So what is what do you love in an, an actor that an actor brings in what makes you go oh my god that is an a real artist that is someone exciting who i want to play with and i want to present them to my you know my director collaborator well, what is that what is what what is that thing for and to, you and to be clear like it's pre- presenting them to that list of folks those directors that you talked about and i think it's so important to understand like how you described your own safe space and the creativity that you want to bring to it like you can't show up and half-ass this stuff to want to be counted among you mary and the directors that you work with like that's a you there's no room for the oh but i'm scared so i need to control everything amateur shit i just don't think it's it's yeah i think what you you just said too i think the word discovery is a really important word Mm -hmm. because i think i think when you come into an audition and you're and you're connected to the material and you've thought about it and you can think about all the different ways and you think about the background of the character and and what what makes them tick and so that you're not just saying i need to say this word this way right like it just it's like you you can be fluid in your creativity in the room cuz that's what's going to that's what's going to spark interest and like and 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 find you're gonna find something that's like oh my god this is amazing right yeah. like somebody who's and that excites you yeah and yeah. that's somebody who's truly artistic in in their approach. Do you have any thoughts about it? Has, has that happened? Like somebody who you saw that happen, you said oh my god nobody knew really knew who they were or had never seen that from them, and then you saw it happen, and then it turned into a performance that on a on a film that you know translated to the beyond, and they. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I've been really fortunate to see it a lot, and I'm just I'm trying to like I actually have. Okay. I think that I think that that it, I, I, God, I wish I could like think of the per, of some th- something like right off. I I feel like I've seen I've definitely seen, you know, just like even like you know on Euphoria that was like an amazing project. 
because that was such a discovery thing and you got to see Sam Levinson just like working with these kids who had all varying degrees of acting experience and how he was able to bring something, make some, make the most amazing show yeah, yeah. from various people, some who had almost had no experience to people who are, you know, like Zendaya, who, who'd been, you know, acting for a long time. But um, still had nobody really, she was not a household name. No. Uh -uh. And, yeah. I mean, I think she was in her, in, in her, her age group, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, um, but now she's, you know, she's amazing. She's yeah. like, a, she's such a, she's a rock star. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to think of recently, like, you know, we just did Bad Boys and Jacob Scipio, who Lindsay, you know, Lindsay pretty much found him and he's going to be, I think, a, a big deal. Like he, and he's, you know, he's from the UK and he's really a, like he just loves, he loves, looks at it as a craft. And, you know, he came off that movie, like, as like, they like ended with him and it's probably the next the franchise will go on with him, mm -hmm. which is, you know, very exciting. Like, you know, he's in his twenties and he's going to have that journey. So what is it about him? So he's, he comes to this as a, in a creative way, what does that look like? What is, how does that I think show he up? comes to it with, with like, how, you know, have, has really thought about the character, has really thought about what he can, what he can do with the material. Um, and has come in the room and 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 be willing to do whatever it takes in the room and be open mm. to changing what it is you know like let's how do we change how do we kind of like try it this way let's try it this way because no, i don't think anybody really knows what way it should or shouldn't be i think it's the be ability to be flexible too I wish, let's put that on a loop. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, especially coming from you, and yeah. Risa says it too, but I think because there's so much of the line for actors and their rent and their health insurance and et cetera, et cetera, it's, it's, it's easy for the mind to take over and try to control things, but to the exclusion of that discovery that you're talking about, which is really the value. That's the stuff that makes the hair of the back of your neck stand up that yeah. leads to, hey, let's book this person. And it's tough for them too, because oh. you're just what you said. They, they have to yeah. try to control it because they have to pay their rent. And right. so... But I don't think that, I think the one thing is, is that there's actually, you don't have any control, you know, at all. And so when you don't get a job, it's not because of you. It's because of a million reasons that don't have anything to do with you. But and when you walk in the room with that kind of openness and that sense of let's play, I'm being a cre in a creative space. My mindset is that way. I'm looking at this as a craft and as a, an exploration. When you do that, it affects you, gets you yeah. excited. It gets the directors excited, right? Get, yeah, because yeah. you can feel it. Yeah. It's tangible. Yeah. That kind of excitement is tangible. Yeah. And if they don't get the job, you'll remember like, oh, wow, they're really great. I'm definitely going to get, you know, the next thing. Like, you'll know that the next time you're like, oh, there's this great person. I can't wait for you to meet, you know. Yeah. You yeah. said that, that that sort of discovery happens quite a bit for you um, in the audition process. How are you working with actors? Um, is it as a director? Is it that you have something in mind that you're trying for or want to check the flexibility? So let's switch up the circumstances or play for the sake of it. Or how are you working with an actor to get what you need? Well, I think checking the, the flexibility and a lot of times you won't have had that when you start a project, you won't have had the director yet. So you don't know really what they're thinking. And sometimes they'll have a completely different yeah. <laughs> point of view of yeah. the scene and what it's supposed to be. So I think it's like you play a little bit just to see that, you know, how you can sort of like adapt to whatever the situation is and you know sometimes people come in and like one of the things with tv which is hard for me is like you'll walk into a room and they have the person do it once each time and they say thank you 
And when like, you're in a session with, with producers. Like, with yeah, producers yeah. and the executives. Yeah. And that's just really hard. It's like at least let them do the first one twice. Yeah. So that they can Still get it out. Up. So they yeah. can shake it out and yeah. be like, you know, sometimes it's just a... Do you want to you want to be able to like okay now that you got that first one out let's just do it again and where you can kind of breathe and you feel and you're, you're like you're not so like tight and you know I think it's just that giving giving them a place where they're they they can they feel like oh oh I can breathe yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and, and why are producers and, and uh, executives um, just processing quickly like that I think TV is just it's I find it mostly in in like old school TV yeah like network TV. Yeah. I think they don't know. I don't know. I guess if I was going to say, I would say they probably don't have the time. And maybe because TV is so fast on the day that they figure if they can't do it in the room, they won't be able to do it on the day. But I think you're right about the old old way of thinking because it is, it's just an old way of thinking. You know, the actor comes in, they do their thing, that's supposed to be it, and then you move, you know, if you don't see it, you yeah. don't see it. You know, they don't really necessarily know that they can work with people. They're just not used to it, and they're, they're just stuck in an old an old loop of. Because I know so many directors and showrunners who just don't even they don't know to give direction. No. You know, it's just not their way, and it's frustrating because yeah. you're like, because you know, you'll put together a great day, and you'll be like, this is the best day. Oh my gosh, and then like the person, you know, and it's like, but yeah. you could have told them to. Yeah switch it up yeah you can't read your mind yeah i find those 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 sessions very frustrating very frustrating yeah. it's yeah. And, and i find it's hard on it's hard on us and it's hard on the actors which is why when you know a lot of agents will say to me well they have to come in for producers but because i guess they know it's me they'll say okay well it's you i know you'll work with them but sometimes i don't sometimes i just they're just not right and i don't have the time but also I say to them all the time about it, like being in a room with producers is not necessarily to their advantage. Exactly. Because they're not going to get the time and space to really work. So it's it's so, so true. It's like, don't make it about that. You know, and people, they let them come in for me for the same reasons because yeah. they know that I'll work with them. But, yeah. you know, and then, and it's also too, it's like, oh, you know, oh, they won't read for a guest star. It has to be offer only. And it's like, well, well like that there's all these like weird things in TV that the agents have about like it's a very it's very different than than film. Yeah. But, but you still find people are offer only people and yeah. still that's the case. Yeah. But I feel like um, the agents are the only ones that want that cuz I think like if you're an actor let's do the work like let's and I love it I've had a few actors agents lately call and say so and so will come in and read because he loves his part and really knows that he has to show that part of himself and I'm just like yeah that's fantastic and and it and we're all in this collaborative spirit but I understand that ego is ego and agents are trying to protect actors from that right and, and, and then, then if they don't get the job then yeah. somehow right back to somehow it's the agent's fault so sometimes it can be easier for them to just say offer only and then you also get offer only from the covering and it's never even been run by the point agent the yeah. manager mm -hmm. yeah there's so a whole team of people the whole there's a whole team of people so where do you find actors or your where does your team find actors who it not, there's the traditional way through agents who you trust and agents who you you know you deal with. But what where else do you find actors? Well, I see a lot of theater. You still do? I do. Yeah. I went to the Pasadena Playhouse yesterday. Really? Saw Alfred Molina and the Father. It was very good. And I have season tickets to the Geffen. I try to go as mm -hmm. much as I can. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes I forget to go, and then I have. That's why I have season tickets to the Gap, because that makes me remember to go. Yeah, is that um, business or pleasure for you, or both? Both. Yeah. Yeah, it's both. I love going to the theater. Yeah. You know, so, uh, sometimes after a long day, you're like, uh, I can't. You know, I love yeah, going yeah. to New York <laughs> and seeing theater. You know, I mean, I'll be at home watching a commercial, and my office always wants to kill me because I'll be like, Who's that in that <laughs> Audi commercial? Like, oh I'll make them find, track yeah. down. You know, because it's like the you're Spielberg looking. used to do that. We'd get, you know, I'd always get the call going. There's a person who did that thing that on that thing on Friday night and I'm like what thing on Friday night what <laughs> commercial like so you have to track that down but it's, yeah okay yeah I yeah. mean I'll, I'll if I'm looking for like a young something yeah I'll you know yeah, I yeah. actually got the girl who played young Emma Watson and Noah from that from doing that because wow. you find you know you'll see it and you're like oh and you know who's that yeah who is that yeah. um and I think you know look I think I think um social media can be a place how, what is that like? Well, I think you can just find different, you know, you're, you're on social media and you're like, oh, I didn't know that John C. Riley had a son, you know, that was also model, like just by kind of being in that like space and like looking like on, on Instagram and on Facebook so that you're, it can be social media is, you know, it's good and bad. Yeah, I find it this isn't people yeah. like sending you stuff saying, Hey, check out my reel. This is no, I don't yeah, answer right. those. Right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't communicate with people on social media, but I do look on social media right, and I right. do try to find like, Boundaries. you know, and I try to, you know, we try to do as many like, you know, I don't know. We do like we go to the the showcases like that. You know, d different people in the office will go to the different showcases for the schools, and I, I do a general every day. You do. Mm -hmm. Wow. And where, and who do you, do you just an agent will call and say yeah. we meet so and so. Yeah. yeah. So I'll do. I do. I have my one spot every day so I, I do that is, too. is that is that supporting agents and actors or is that i need to do this for me and my work it's both yeah it's both because i because get the sense like uh, again like i'm I, I there's a generosity that you just have and i wonder whether one is just the generosity straight up pure generosity and one is hey, but i find people through those generals all sure. the time like you'll be like oh wow that person's good for this that like and they're and they're most likely people that are like they're interesting and they're new and you haven't been able to see their work yet hmm. like i remember meeting heath ledger on a general and just being like wow, like this kid, yeah. like spending an hour and a half with him because I was just so blown away by him. By him yeah, I remember you know? that too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. you meet you meet really interesting. I remember I remember meeting Benicio with you on a general on Mr. Destiny. Oh my God. Do you remember? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun to do that and to find, because you, you're in the room with people and then you have a feel for them. Right, so and you're so, not just looking at their work. Like I'll always like, so those, oh, did you look at my reel? I'm like, no, I always meet people first. I don't look at your reel. I, Mm. I meet you as a human. That's great. Yeah. I feel like that's so valuable, especially for up and coming casting directors who may be from a generation where it's all phone and watching self tapes and that, that disconnection. I wonder how we can maintain some of that human interaction, that space in between that you talked about that shows up in an audition um, with some of these younger folks. I think it's really important to meet people. I think it's important to talk on the phone everybody emails it's just email and like it's like no one i'm like there's no tone in email how do you know i'm, I'm like could you call <laughs> could you just pick up the phone and have a conversation you yeah, know because yeah. everyone's really about just and it's i think it's a volume thing it's so much easier just to send an email and not have to hear back but like i feel like it, it i think that that makes people less connected yeah there's no human connection not no, really yeah any of that 
Yeah, and it is a lot, a lot of volume. So what do you say to actors out there listening who are thinking, how do I get through the walls of all of this to you when I may not have an agent or I may have an agent who isn't fancy or, I mean, I, I could be in uh, euphoria or, I, you know, how, those people who may not be on your radar who aren't coming in through those channels or John C. Reilly is not their dad. Like, right. we, we, there's so many amazing, talented actors out there who feel like they have no agency and they're not invited to the party. Yeah, it's really, it's so hard. What do it's, you say to those people? I mean, I think that... You know, I think it's important to just do your work because I think by doing the work, you'll eventually grow into a place where someone will see you. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to do that. I think you have to really commit to your craft and do the work, you know, in terms of of getting to, you know, actors access on breakdown. I mean, we go through all of those and we ask for self tapes and we look at everything. Um, so if you can be on breakdown and you can see what those are, you know, we try to go through the, the you know, people still drop off headshots. I try to hang on to those and bring people in if they're right. You know, it's a hard, it's hard to say like, how do you break through? But I think that I believe that if you work really hard and you and you're like this is what I'm going to do, you you make your own life, you make your own way, you make your you manifest whatever the word is, you know, if you if you if it's you know, cuz there's a lot of people that come here who want to be famous versus be actors, and those are two very different things. Yeah. And I think you have to focus on like the work. Or there sometimes is a I know I'm good but nobody's seeing me and that, that and then they stop they stop yeah and they and they and they get and you get you know and leave leave the what you did in the audition in the room don't carry it with you cuz it that's damaging to your like psyche yeah how do you, you do know? that i think how that you, you just have to walk away like when i feel like to me if you you go in the room you do a great audition that's the work if you get the job it's like icing like cuz there's too many reasons why you don't get the job mm. yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's really a hard thing. And when people and and people do stop because they get so frustrated, you know. Like we had a we had a girl who worked for us who just was on the series Hentified that just came out, and she started working at Betty May, and she was my personal assistant for a little bit, and then she became a casting assistant. And what she learned by being a casting assistant was a a lot taught her how to be and to really work on everything because she was in the room for all the auditions how to get a series and she's now lead on a series you know which is cool did you see that in her when she was an assistant did you know that about her? i loved her like i just always um carrie martin she's the best she um i when she was working as my personal assistant i just loved her i was like i just love her she just had she was such a good girl you know had so much heart and such a hard worker and really like a good girl and then when she did the casting assistant she was smart and quick and 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 enthusiastic and really loved it and I think that all of that helped and she always she says that learning what I learned in the room with the auditions what helped me be able to be a better actor yeah interesting yeah did you always have this level of lift as I rise generosity let's form you know the the family and the team and lift them up is that something you developed because I it just it feels like it, that keeps coming up. I think that helping. I have that because they're like my family, you know. So it's like it's they 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 support me, you know. It's like really like. Do so you create these families? They're these like families yeah. They 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 come to, you know 
they they make my life great so i'm happy to you know it's like it's it goes it works both ways that way like i think that there's a lot of people out there who are you know struggling and don't know you know where they belong and and i was definitely one of them and you know i found risa and now i you know she taught me a lot of things and i felt like that being you know when we worked in alamar like that was family you know like and we still all kind of have that thing with you know with yeah. jewel and heidi and it's like it's 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 i think it's i think it's really i think especially in today's world yeah why is that so important to you personally i just i think um i don't know i i i don't know i'm adopted mm-hmm. and so i think that like i've always been always like looking Mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. you know I was always like I mean I have a great family but I was always just like always like looking like oh and I just could fe- and I can feel that in other people like I can and so I want to create an environment where everybody can have um, a safe place that's so lovely and I think like in this interest industry which gets was painted with this monolithic, like it's the big bad entertainment industry. It's made up of individuals who who have soft hearts who gravitate towards this creativity because it reminds them of their own humanity and yeah. uh, and and even like where rubber meets the road, like point of sale, an actor walking into your room with you, um, you're a sensitive human being who who seems like wants to be wants to help, wants to be moved. And I think if an actor can understand that, even as they're preparing, even like when the email comes in with, I have an audition with Mary, that, oh, there's space for a connection here. There's space for presence and discovery and creativity and play. And so let's not torture myself with, I hope she loves me, please mommy love me, but like let's communicate and, and connect and, and have a creative experience, like that might make the industry better. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I always, I, sometimes when I get really frustrated with people and I'm like super aggravated, I always have to go back to the like Deepak Chopra thing where he's like, everybody's doing the best they can. And I'm always like, okay. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> Are they? Are they really? Yeah, but, yeah. but if you can keep yeah, that in your yeah, heart, yeah, you know, because yeah. sometimes people are, you know, we all know what they can be like. So, you know, but if you can try to keep that in your heart to be, so you can forgive them and also not go down to their level. Because it's really easy. You get really frustrated. It's super easy to just be like, really? You want to go down there? (laughs) You know, because you can easily go there if people push you too far, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's good to stay. (laughs) But providing that for actors, and and I, like you said earlier, I don't know that actors get that everywhere. there are a lot of rooms they walk into, a lot of places they go where that isn't the environment that's set for them. So remembering that people are dealing with so much and to be able to bring, we talk all the time about bringing in generosity in mm-hmm. in, in the spirit of offering and collaborating and, and realizing. Someone told me in class on Saturday, she said, I was in an audition with a casting director who was reading with me and she was spewing venom at me. And I just shut down. I said, but that was your choice Mm -hmm. because I don't really believe she was spewing venom. Mm -hmm. She was dealing with something. But what if you looked her in in the eye and the heart and offered something to her and tried to engage her? And she said, I couldn't. I said, well, but but if had you, next time that happens, just try it. You know, That's and, such good advice. But, the, it's, but it's hard because they shut down. And now they expect everybody to be spewing venom at them. Right. I mean, yeah. that's true, you know. Rooms can be cold. Yeah. You know, and people are, and people have other stuff going on, you know. Yeah. So it's like, it's, 
it's it's and it is you sometimes you walk you know into, like I think a lot of people too you know don't keep their don't not everyone has an office right so like a different you go to a different space but depending on what you're working on and I think that in and of itself is is makes it a hard thing because it's hard to make a space when it's not your space mm. terrible lights bad you know that whole thing like yeah. makes it I think you're just camping out somewhere you're camping out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's hard to kind of make it like feel like a good a good place to be on top of the fact that you've got you know 130 cooks in the kitchen and everyone's got a different idea and trying to get this thing done and the, you know just a lot of pressure lost an actor and the showrunner's pissed off and blah blah yeah. blah 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 mm -hmm. uh and and then the actor walks in you know yeah with all that stuff loading with all down. that stuff loading yeah, yeah. Like with the expectation that that person phone sheet and, reveal yeah. their hearts which yeah. is like that's yeah. hard yeah so really how hard. is it how do you how has it changed the business for you besides email and self-tapes what else <laughs> well by different? the way i was saying and this makes it totally dates me but like when we started when i started we we didn't even at for fax machines were new yeah remember yeah, yeah. no i know <laughs> like, it's like how did it's, we do it's it it's like crazy i don't know i mean you know it's like we would we and all the boxes of photos and the agents used to send over their their submission in a in a big in envelopes. envelope yeah. and we used to put them in boxes yeah. and, and, and alphabetize them and go through them um i loved that i loved it too because you yeah, could touch you it you could touch the picture i still yeah. like i really did and i'm yeah. all about that still you get like, a touch screen now you can, yeah like right like you know you're like on the breakdown you're like right. but you're looking at these little tiny thumbnails photos. hundred a page it's a, there's there was something about being able to organize your thoughts and your creative sort of process by looking at those pictures and making piles and making seemed, like a board in your head like yeah. you could like see like you know now if you're trying to go through the submissions you have to like click a different button to like look at the resume instead of just turning over the photo <laughs> like it's just like you know it's, it's like a, a whole it's, it's a lot on the eyes and the brain lot, yeah and, it's yeah. a lot on the eyes and the we brain didn't have computers and, no and like and <laughs> no we didn't it was we didn't have email i mean it's just crazy to think about and then getting the tapes out like, like the VHSs and like if you had to get it to New York, like if you didn't make FedEx, you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Like running to FedEx and like, oh God, we miss FedEx. DHL. It's a thousand dollars, but we're gonna get it, you know, like because it's like because we're otherwise we're in big trouble. Yeah. But now but the shift is, and this is a shift for actors too, who always say, Yeah, but I prefer to be in the room. Yeah, but it's changed, like full stop. So it's changed. So how do you address the change with openness? You just have to, you know, I think it's important to try to look at everything that comes through too. That's an impossible mandate. It though. is, like, but it is. Do you but then not you, sleep? Well, you have other people that <laughs> yeah. are looking at it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, you're yeah. not going to be able to do it. But it's yeah. always good to be able to do that and be like, okay, maybe not for this, but oh God, they're right for that. You and know, you like, never know. Like I looked at a self-tape yesterday because I'm in a pilot, so I was working on Sunday and I was just like, I'm going to get through these 27 self-tapes. And you know, and I popped one in and, and I was just, it was late and I thought this is the last one I'm looking at. And the work was gorgeous. And it was an experienced actor. She chose to self-tape instead of coming in the room, which I'm finding some actors when they get to a certain age, they're like, I can do this better at home right. than, than, than sit in your waiting room and go through all that. And I, that's fine. And her work was absolutely stunning. It was like I was watching the movie right there. I was watching the show. So once in a while you go, oh, well, it's good to actually 
slog through. Yeah, you have to slog through all the yeah, self tapes. Yeah. Like it's like it's like that's one of the things. Like okay, we have all these self tapes, you know. But you do. You, you find somebody, find. and and also it's like when it's the same as when you're in a room. You know, you'll be in the room all day, and you'll be seeing people, and you're just you know you start like you start to kind of glaze over a little bit after, and then when someone comes in, and you're like whoa, like they they like have something. It's the same with self tapes. You'll be just watching and watching, and then something. Kind and it's of that it's you, and that whoa is what that magic that. Uh, presence that that yeah. discovery those the, those spaces yeah. between yeah and they're and you can tell they're really into it yeah, yeah. well that's interesting that they're really into it because that's the thing if you're really into the story you're telling and the work you're doing and you love it that translates it does it comes yeah. across yeah do you read with actors like, as in your I, you know what I don't that much anymore because because I have a lot of I people a lot of the interns are actors so I like let them it depends on the situation like if I I feel like I'm not as good at it as I used to be because I don't do it as much. Hmm. Um, I wonder the, the difference in terms of you evaluating is the wrong word, but getting a sense of that actor being in it with them versus on the outside watching them be in it with somebody else. I find it both. I find it's great both ways. Hmm. Like I'll now like come in the room and watch, and I like to be able to watch where it's like I'm really watching, but I also sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to read with them because I know what I want them to get. Uh from like on the from, from the reader because yeah. I think readers are tricky like I feel like it's like yeah. sometimes if you're if you're having an actor come in who's acting for a reader they they want to be seen too mm. and so it's, mm. it's not necessarily the place for that right mm. yeah. I don't know yeah it's, it's we like, have a lot of our actors here at the studio be readers because mm -hmm. it's a great exercise for them and they mm -hmm. understand what's needed in terms of right. the generosity. Yeah. But, but, it, but and for them, it's for like them they're them just like, coming home. It's yeah, uh, yeah. So that that's different because this is their space and this is their right. world and they learn from it and they just want to be present for people. But you've got to find the people a way like to do when that. Carrie, who I was talking about earlier, who's yeah. unidentified. Yeah, she's a great reader because she yeah. knew exactly what it was what it was supposed to be and she yeah. did a great job at that. There's yeah. that great Bob Joy story about. Um, a director telling him that he was going to be the reader for a movie, but that wasn't it. He was actually auditioning, but they just wanted him to come in to be the reader so they could get a sense of him, and they gave him the job thereafter. I think it was Milos Forman I think so who too. did that to him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's another. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. The games. <laughs> so what are so? Do you have a favorite experience recently that where you just were? This was this is exactly what it's supposed to be. This is what I love the most about this whether it's in the room or making a list or coming up with an idea or being in a collaboration where you're heard and seen well one of my one of my great things that i always love was with robert rodriguez when we were doing sin city and he's i've worked with him since the faculty and i like worked with him for a really long time and um when we were doing sin city they didn't want to make him they didn't want to let him and frank miller share direct the director's guild said no they can't share directing credit and so robert went and took and said i'm going to take a cut and shot by credit and gave me the casting director credit which you're not allowed to do by the dga you're not allowed to say casting director on the screen so on sin city in the biggest letters he had casting director Wow, and and the, and that's never allowed because of the DGA. You can't use the word director. And why no. did he do that? Do you think? I don't. I mean, I think he was. He's very generous. He's very generous. 
But he and, didn't need to be. He didn't need, he to, didn't do need that. to be. Yeah. He's, you he's know, appreciative of your work. He's I appreciative. Suspect. He's right. generous. And I think he was like, I'm not going to take the director credit, so I'm going to give it to somebody else. Oh, <laughs> oh that's interesting. You yeah. know? Yeah. And why was that meaningful to you? Well, because going back to us, you know, the respect of being a casting director, mm. um, you know, we don't often get that respect and recognition, you know, and and it and it goes back to the Academy Award thing, you know. It's like he did something that made it. It was like a point. I mean, he was making a point. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you, do you rem- do you remember? Um, I was just talking to Steve about this. The days on Main Street in that suite with Oliver yep. Arnold. Uh-huh. I remember that you were sort of at mission control there. Exactly. I remember the exactly where yep. you were sitting yep. and managing all that. What was that? Where were you in your process then? Was it something, because it was hard. We were doing a lot. And yeah. do, was it, was that a moment where you felt like I just got to learn this thing or where you felt like this is what I love or like, what was that period, that moment in time when all of that was going on? I mean, I think it was, I think it was all those things. I think I was like, oh, I definitely was overwhelmed. Mm. But I do think that that time taught me how to, I don't know, multitask for lack of a better word, um, and be able to actually, to actually do more than one thing at once. You know, like I'm, I'm able to do that today because of those experiences. And I think I was, I really wanted to learn it, but it was like, you know, I was scared of Oliver and I was scared of Arnold. <laughs> I was like scared of both of them and just kind of like, I was just a little bit like a little deer in the headlights, you know, but also really wanting to do a good job. Yeah. But I remember one time I heard you talking to Arnold. I was in my office mm-hmm. and I heard this going on in the, in the bullpen and I thought, do I go and rescue her or do I let her <laughs> do it? And I came out and I said, what happened? You said, I got rid of him. He's gone. I did. I did get rid of him. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought she can do anything. She can do that. She can do anything. Yeah. I think yeah. it goes back to the like the days of waiting tables at Sookie's and graveyard shift and having to deal with all the crazy people. Because, you know, that's the one thing about this business. Right. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of people who are, yeah. you know, a handful. Yeah. Know? Yeah. As we wrap up here, get close to wrapping up here, describe your experience as a woman in the industry, how things have changed now, coming up, getting to the place where you've achieved the level of success that you've achieved, uh, and uh, and the journey as a woman in this industry. Well, I think it's definitely changed a lot. Mm-hmm. What comes to my mind when you say that is I go back to what you said that Julia Taylor said about being you know, a casting director, being a sister, a mother. A, you know, I, I definitely felt like a lot of the, I was, I tried to be very much a caretaker of the directors and make sure that whatever it is that they needed, that they were, that that was, you know, I felt like that was part of my job and I'm not, and it still is because I think that what they do is, is, is all consuming and they do need someone to be like, what would you like to eat? Do you need to, you know, just to kind of make them feel, feel them feel safe too, because everyone needs that. Um, I think it's a whole new world and the things that went on in those days can't go on anymore you know like it was there was a lot of things that you know there's a lot of stories and and inappropriate behavior nonstop. Hmm. but you just sort of dealt with it i mean you just it was what it was you didn't really you weren't going to be like 
I don't know. But what I, was that for us? I, go, I think about that and why that was just a, okay. Not okay, but what, why you just let it slide. That we put up with it. Why we put up with it. Because what, what would we have, if I think we would have been, I think we would have been perceived as difficult yeah. if we had, you know, done, if we had said anything and that we navigated it, I think. You know, I remember when I was still working at the agency and one of the partners pulled me down onto his lap and I said, I called him a jerk. <laughs> and um, and then like I noticed about a couple, like a couple month and a half later that he hadn't talked to me. I was like, oh no. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't call them. The, he says, you don't call the, you know, partner in the company a jerk. And I said, well, you were acting like one. Needless to say, that job had to end. And he was like, you'll never be anything in this business. He said he was very mean to me and said all these really disrespectful things because I didn't allow him to pull me on to his lap. Yeah. Yeah, We. To I guess we tolerated that. Um, we did. Yeah. Which is We didn't have a choice. Yeah. We, we did. We just didn't know we did. Yeah. yeah. I, you're right. Because no one was... Listen, you stood up to the guy and told, called him a jerk. That's a, that's more than most people. Yeah, but after I did that, I was got, I was like, yeah. I felt like that le that I would never do that again. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. of what happened and yeah. the way that it went, you know, I was like, oh, I guess I can't, you know, defend myself, <laughs> you know, like in that environment. Yeah, yeah. But it's different. How is it different now? I mean, how, what are you seeing happening with a whole new crop of women coming up? Women casting directors, women directors, women writers. You know, I know that again. You nurture a lot of women filmmakers. So what yeah, is that? I mean, I think it's. A, I feel like it's an equal playing field. Finally, you know, I think if you see how many women, I mean, look how you know you as a woman director. That was very hard for you to have to. Yeah. You had a you know a many many obstacles. You know, and I think those obstacles have been taken away, and women are be given are being given opportunities now almost like where it's like they like like to make up I don't know if it's to make up whatever whatever the case may be it's like really become mm. an amazing thing it's become an amazing thing it's the women are, are being allowed to express themselves as directors and it's equal it feels equal it feels and it feels yeah, like that yeah. they even have a little bit more of the of, of an edge yeah certainly it, it, it's it's helpful to be a woman these days yeah. but it's still not it hasn't quite no. hit a 50-50 yeah. The numbers suggest that it. The numbers Not the numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but the, there's opportunity. Yeah, there's opportunity. And I think that the people that, that would act the way that they would act can't act that way. Like, it's just a whole new day. They yeah, can't, yeah. like, like th there's like a new look. People are looking at people differently. And if you're a person who's misbehaving, whether you're being abusive just in general, if you're being, you know, and not just sexually abusive, but just, I mean, abusive. just abusive, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, that is yeah. no longer allowed. It's well, no after, longer... after Harvey, it's, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what, what happens. You know, the next generation will either say, yeah, it's still happening. We're dealing with it just a little differently, or they'll say, oh, I, I can't believe you had to deal with that. But yeah. it's, it's, it's time will tell. feels very, um, one of the things that I felt like about it is that it felt very bipolar a little bit. Like when all that stuff started to happen, everybody went to this. And I think balance is the thing that needs to be found too. Yeah. Because I think that there's a little bit of, of, you know, the men are terrified. 
And so they should uh, be. I, I, I think, agree. I think we'll be. It's, I think it's okay that we're terrified. Okay, right? I think it yeah. is. Good. And, and by the way, like yeah. to me, that frames up my, for instance, my fear in a situation where I'm not the victim here. So like, this this is a process and some heavy lifting that men have to do and deal with their own fear. Yeah. But uh, whether it's race or gender, um, I don't think to me, I don't think framing up me and and my challenges with my fear or whatever that is, or I don't even know how to deal with a woman now. One may say like. Shut the fuck up and deal with yourself. Yeah, I, just, like, that's that's figure true. Figure your shit out. Yeah, and and what we're talking about is listening and connecting and communicating and consent. Mm. Those are all uh, notions that a man, man should have, and I think he he has nothing to fear if he hasn't been an asshole and is adhering to some of those basic principles. And and they are basic, I think. It's just that a lot of the I'm on a soapbox here, but a lot of the uh, boys coming up, particularly my age, 40, 43, uh, were never taught that. Right? We were taught to be tough. We right. were taught to to dominate. Assert yourself. And yeah. so then you don't have yeah. any of those listening skills. So, uh, but that's heavy lifting for us to do. I think. I think it is. I think it is on 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 the you know, and it is on them. But I have heard people say, I've heard guy you know producers or sure. agents say that they don't want to hire a female assistant because they're 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 nervous that something right. could it's, get it's, misconstrued. It's you know, which that's the, that's the that's the often that's the oh that yeah that's right. the pendulum yeah that people are are overprotecting they're overprotecting yeah, yeah. It's Mike so Pence it's like thing. that's the right I won't go into a room with another woman without yeah. my wife there and that's yeah. so fucked up and and still like it it but that speaks, it comes back to the yeah. problem yeah which is that's right control, yeah but by the way if you could themselves. go into a room with a woman without your wife what what what, what exactly what happened are you what are you afraid of yeah what are you what, yeah. yeah yeah well that that whole world is pretty disturbed so so what do you see going forward what what's, do you want for the, where are you in five years yes yeah. five years and ten, years. ten what, years what does that look like for you you've grown is there this an exit amazing... strategy are you on a beach at some point <laughs> i'm somewhere at some point for sure um i mean i think that like you know this year, Betty May will be 25 years. Betty May's your company, just so yeah. people who listen. And what does oh, Betty yeah. May stand for? Betty May stands for, it's named after my mom and my grandma. Okay. Oh. And today's my mom's birthday, so oh, it's a very, birthday. Wow. It's, a good, yeah. it's a good day for this. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, I see me doing, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I want to like, back away a little but still be there you know i feel like one of the things with betty may is that people can still create and be there with or without you know depending on how much i want to be there mm. um is it hard for you to step away I, i'm i'm learning i'm learning how to do that i'm learning how to step away um and i i don't know there's lots of other things i want to do so i feel like let's see what happens you know i keep thinking about you know i have like I don't know. I just have ideas of other businesses I want to do, which is kind of crazy. But like what? Well, I did. I've done these um, a couple of times. These wellness retreats on the weekend, where I kind of bring people and we do like a whole day of like wellness for yourself. And I kind of like would love the idea of kind of having a space for that, mm. um, where literally like they come, they do yoga, they do myofascial, you teach them about composting and um, sound baths and like that whole. Because I think that, especially in what we do, there's you, you need to have that for your health and well-being. Yeah, yeah. And I loved doing those couple of retreats. They were great, and I would get people, would get like agents and managers, and they would come, and it would just be you would see them in this whole other thing where I'm like, look, it can be about you today. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and then but we that, would and send that speak, but that interestingly still speaks to your support, nurturing, yeah. Yeah. supporting. <laughs> yeah. So you know that you have this 
desire or this this yearning to to create that for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also part of being a cancer of cancers. I think yeah. that cancer yeah. has that yeah. that yeah. need to and what does that do? How does that feed you? What does that do for you? Oh, it just makes me so it makes me very happy. It makes me very happy and feel like when I would do those retreats, they would be such hard work and I would like by the end of the weekend I would just but I would feel so like I brought something to them that was mm. that was like that they would never be able to have in, unless it was like here, let's try that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it made me feel very satisfied. Yeah. It's very gratifying. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, any final thoughts about the journey from that moment uh, sitting on the couch in the flower dress. <laughs> the at, flower dress. I'm trying to Radford. remember which dress that was. I don't know. Some flower dress you had. <laughs> like I, in, um, I don't know. It's been it's been an amazing journey. I've had yeah. an amazing journey, and I love I love what I do. I really do. So thank you for introducing me to. You're welcome. Casting. I'm glad um, you ran with it because I, I had no interest in doing that, but also watching you build this amazing empire. And this this family that you've built with all these incredible people and uh, directors and artists and and your staff and your your dogs. Family dogs there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been really it's been beautiful. It's been a really beautiful thing. And I just like I'm I'm looking forward to continuing you know doing you know great things and learning every day. I love learning. I, I think that's the thing too. It's like on every movie you probably learn something else. You know, which I think mm. is great. Cool. Thank you for being Thank you here. So much. Thank, you. Thank you for having me. Okay. We know that you're feeling the stress of these challenging and uncertain times. We are too. And it's possible that you have no idea how to nourish yourself as an actor, as an artist in all of this. And we're here to tell you that that's okay. Everyone we know in and around this industry is feeling all that. And we want you to know that we're here to help. Every month we open up our online studio doors and invite you to join us for a virtual workshop where we dismantle and reconfigure your approach to your craft, the industry, auditions, booking, self-tapes, and taking care of your creative soul. It's our mission to make you feel empowered and confident, even excited about what's ahead and what you can do right now. So join Steve and me online, meet our amazing teachers, find out what actions you can take in order to thrive, and let us guide you to the success you're looking for. To reserve your spot, check out the Summit link in our show notes to sign up. Space is limited, but we want you to be there, so click the link. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.